Tell us on air. Can you tell there us? There are some things I wanted to tell you that I, I cannot tell you on air. Okay, save it for after. Let's, let's do it live. Well, that's some great hot gossip, Trevor. Thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> You're welcome. That's gonna, is that going to be like a half second break on the actual? There's going to be a full uh, Japanese jazz ensemble Japanese that performs jazz a song ensemble. in between yeah. that. Oh, I, I was, like it. I was. I thought we recorded the whole thing and we were going to leave it in. Oh, you're right. Sorry. We No, we have to bleep out some of that with the jazz ensemble. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Um, For you? We, we, we can just give up relationships. That's fine. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All like right. It. Well, uh, on, on that note, this is a very short intro uh, when it really comes down to it. Welcome to episode <laughs> 98 of Off the Crossbar Rail Salt Lake Podcast. As we march toward episode 100, uh, I think we can officially announce for our 100th episode, we're going to be going on tour uh, to some famous Utah cities. We're going to start with Mapleton and American Fork and Lehigh and Highland. Absolutely. I think those are all the same city, actually. <laughs> no, there's several differences. You want to hear every single one? No, I would not. <laughs> From the Utah County expert? Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a great... It's a great topic for everyone. Um, Christian Pulisic just scored against Charlotte FC, in case anyone was curious. Oh, congrats uh, to him. Yeah, that I must would, mean a lot. Yeah. I have some strong feelings about him right now, and I don't he, think they'd surprise anybody. He's so weird, because, like, well, there's a few. that Whatever. He said I something. We can talk about it. Yeah, he had, like, a really weird response to, like, a gun control question that somebody asked him. And they asked him that question, I think, because he had, like, an. Did he have, like, a team op-ed or something from like the men's like national a, team it was like a statement from the national team that was something along the lines of like do something about guns but worded way better than that and he signed it he was one of the well, several he, players he, he that signed it. Sign it he was quoted definitively as being the person saying like a, a piece of that like i think okay. he's had a, he's had a reputation of being you know <laughs> yeah uh, uh, jeff dummy? cameron side of <laughs> trajectory things. But like yeah. he he that he was definitively quoted in that saying something, and then so it it seemed relevant to ask him about that, and then he seemed yeah. very confused. Well, yeah, so maybe, he's he's an American that's on tour in America, and like like it or not, that's a big thing that's going on in America right now is people talking about and dealing with gun violence. So yeah, yeah it's like a totally fair question, and, and like so big, for him to be like up like, in arms about being asked it is I know. either like just being woefully unprepared for an interview <laughs> or just like a little silly. Yeah. Like at yeah. best. I mean, it makes you think that maybe his interview with Grant Wall was a little softballed. Maybe would be the yeah. first time something like that ever happened. <laughs> That's right. We would never imply that that would, that, uh, I know that he has handlers at us soccer or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that might, that's kind of what it looks like because yeah, I mean, especially with like being over, like not only here playing soccer, but he's with his, his, uh, European club, like if, from England, like, so like, that's a big point of curiosity for, uh, media across the pond, as it were, like yeah. the American gun question. So I think it's pretty fine <laughs> that they asked him about it and it was a really weird response, but anyway, scored against Charlotte. So you can do it on a Wednesday night in Charlotte, I suppose. Did he get, okay, sorry, to go back to the Grand Wall thing. Did he do an interview with 
Pulisic. I saw, I saw the specific quote somewhere. Because your boys and your boys and your boy is boys a subscriber to Grant Wall's newsletter, and I don't see that he did one, or at least not recently. Was it not with like Sports Illustrated? Does he still do any of that? He might freelance uh, occasionally. No, he. As far okay. as I know, no. Grant Wall tweeted it, but this was the thing. It was. Uh, oh, why was it? It was removed. But he was specifically quoted Pulisic. People can say it's not it's not the guns, it's the people, but we still have to start somewhere, and that's where we want to start. That's like that's what Christian Pulisic specifically said. Okay, in that letter that Grant Wall tweeted. Um. Anyway, so pretty weird. <laughs> but yeah, that he got all weird about it. But like I said, scored a goal, so that's good. <laughs> So that's past. He's uh, he's over it now. He's back yeah. to scoring goals against high quality competition in meaningful games. So that's good. So, yeah, I, I before we start recording, I was telling Matt, I'm so glad RSL's not playing like a seat a friendly against uh, some European club right now. Um, <clears throat> I actually much prefer the Monarchs playing like the U21 side for one of these mm-hmm. clubs. I think that's way I better and way, way more fun, fun to watch. Um, as was demonstrated last night, but I. Uh, I did watch some clips from <laughs> Barcelona played Miami yesterday. Oh, did that was their see... most important game of the in club history for Probably. Miami. That's what Phil Neville said. He's their head coach. He would know. He that is humiliating. But I thought also, he was a Harry Potter character. Did you see? <laughs> did you guys see what Memphis Depay did to the Miami center back? Yeah, he dumpstered him. He just okay. completely. If you just search Memphis, Depay, yeah, just search Memphis Depay on Twitter, and it will come up. It's like probably the first result. Oh yeah, from Maximiliano inside of a trash can. He and then puts that is, out at the curb, and then puts it into the back of a truck. It is like one of the most just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt's like, watching the clip right now, and we're watching Matt's face. Yeah, it's awesome. He like. I mean, it was a good, it was a really good move, but he, the defender, like, I don't, it was, it was nuts. Anyway. Ended his career. Yeah. I, I don't know how you play after that, but. You play in MLS. That's what you do. <laughs> I mean, say. That is true. So, um, yeah. If you <laughs> we, guys, we started talking about soccer really fast. Yeah. If you guys had that. to guess how many MLS teams are at this moment playing a friendly against European team. How many do you think you would At say? At this moment, four. Seven. Four right now, and San Jose plays later tonight. Okay, so five today. I know I saw DC United's playing Bayern. Charlotte's DC playing United Chelsea. is getting Arsenal's spanked playing, by uh, Bayern. Orlando. Well, is Bayern up five now, or are they up six? Five to one. Oh, at least DC scored. We're at Wayne that. Rooney's side, mind you. He's the new manager. Yeah, so he should be used to this kind of competition. That's right. I'll, I'll never forget that Manchester United friendly several years ago when yeah. when uh, Sebastian Sato played out of his mind and a very physical game. And Jose Mourinho called him a dirty player in the press conference <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. And I was sitting there like listening to this, just delighted, <laughs> tweeting it, of course. That's you know, so awesome. I forgot about that. I remember that. I was in the presence of the special one and uh, I'm just... I hope he never coaches a club that I enjoy. Oh, I'm so glad that hasn't happened to me. I'm so glad. It's a special but kind of hell. It's 
<laughs> it, it would be so awful to have to make excuses for that week in and week out. It's just terrible. Um, but yeah, was that also the who scored for us in that game? Wasn't it like someone kind of like, oh, that's a great like, question. Uh, what's his face? Um, this would be a good pod trivia question. Oh, my goodness. It was, was it? like somebody that was like not a huge. It wasn't like a star, it's, but it wasn't what's like his a, name. The guy well, that the other dude's obsessed with. Yeah. It, don't tell Bob, but it, that you said that. Sorry. It's the oh, biggest star in the world, Luis Silva. Silva. I, I, kept, right. I, kept, I was only thinking about Luis Suarez just because of, you know, oh, he's going to be our new signing we'll soon. So about I was, Luis Suarez. So I. Uh, it's definitely on the. My brain document. could just could not make the connection that it was Silva. I was just like, I know it's not Luis Suarez, but Luis Silva. He scored that game, right? Yeah. 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 Bob, I remembered that one. Bob, and then not, Lukaku not scored. Bob, other, other Bob. Lukaku was playing for in, United. Mikatarian scored in the 29th minute. And then Romelu Lukaku, 38th. Pogba played in that game. Player. Oh, Who and Antonio Pogba? Valencia Pogba? got a red card. That's the other thing I remember about that game. <laughs> Antonio Valencia was sent off. And the referee told, told Mourinho, like, hey, like, if you sub him, I'm not going to give him a red card. This is, you know, it's a friendly, like you can play <laughs> with him off the men. field and you can play. And he yeah. refused. He refused. <laughs> That's so funny. I had no idea that. I love Jose Mourinho. Yeah. He is a very outrageous person. What a character. He's the best. Hey man, how he? do you think Arsenal is doing against Orlando city? Are they better or worse than Orlando city? Like as a team, as a soccer team, as a soccer team, they should be better. Are they, is it still one, one? And it's still 1-1. One, one. Okay. I mean, look. Orlando City is really good. So good. <laughs> really a league-winning team. But yeah. Orlando City is currently to, fifth in the Eastern Conference. We'll get to Monarchs. I did want to ask you. Well, first, I'm eating this. Uh, I'm I, I'm eating this. I was going to ask you, what in the heck is that? <laughs> it looks like a gogurt, but I know it's not a gogurt. <laughs> it's not a gogurt. It's a DB's. That's D E E B E E apostrophe S organics super fruit freezy. Oh, so it's like an right. otter. It's like an otter pop, but it's got like healthy fruits in it. Okay, <clears throat> and it's good. So where can um, those be purchased? For Smith's. very inexpensively at Smiths. I got them at Smiths. Smiths really. Yeah. yeah, and it came with like on like ten, and it was like three fifty or something. I was like, well, oh. I, well, I'm going to Smiths later tonight. It's it's really good. It's I'm very refreshing, especially because it's really hot outside. So I will drop some off for you. Man. I've got that, and then I've got a hibiscus ginger beer. Ooh, right here, which you know, I've got my healthy diet Mountain Dew. We're cracking into yeah. This has more sugar than I would like, but I am out of yummy drinks downstairs, so I am doing this. And it's a yummy drink. It's just you know, it's got some, it's got some sugar in it. But anyway, uh, guys, what's what's been what's been going on, Matt? I feel like I feel like I have stuff to catch up with on, but with both of you. But oh, you go probably. first. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to report. Uh, Jenny was in Europe. She's no longer in Europe, uh, and <laughs> we're right. gearing up for another family reunion, and that will be, I think, the end of our summer travels. Where is this one? Uh, this one is in uh, San Clemente. Nice. Which I learned the proper pronunciation, I think, from yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll some from time to time you'll you'll hear people say it 
Clemente in California, but then you know they're not from around there. But it is weird because like you kind of don't, it's weird saying something that you feel like you're pronouncing it wrong, but you're saying it on behalf of. I mean, I grew up in Hurricane, Utah, so. That's a great, that's a great, that's a <laughs> really example. good example. But like, like San, San Pedro is one that I think of when it's Ooh. like, no, like no one calls it San Pedro. Like they say Pedro there. I don't know why, which I don't like, but that's one I think about. I think we've talked about these before, but I, uh, they're weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, at least we don't say La Jolla or something for La Jolla. That one's, that would be oh. too egregious. Do people oh. legitimately, like, I don't want to come down, come off as too harsh and judgmental here, but do people really say La Jolla? No. Like, I'm nobody saying, looks at that and is like, oh, that must be an English thing. I did. I, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast the other day and one of them said for Jalisco, Texas, he said Jalisco. And I was like, buddy, come on. Like, I like it's one of those things where sometimes when you see when you hear someone pronounce a word, they use it correctly, but they pronounce it like very incorrectly. That does seem to indicate that like they like read a lot and like understand yeah. how to use words. They just like don't <laughs> like it's hearing it in context is something different. But yeah, that one was I was like, it's a place. It's like it's in like, come on. That was yeah. weird. But anyway, so that's cool. San Clemente, San Clemente. If you want, are you going to have like. Do you want to go to my favorite restaurant? That's yes. cool. It's on. OK, I would love <laughs> like, to. Little on the pricier side, it's but it's really worth it and it's really Are we good. Over a hundred dollars a plate, no. or no, 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 no. That's fine. No, 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 no. Like the thing I get is like thirty dollars a plate, and it's okay. a really, really, really good steak. So, and it's like a Mexican restaurant, so it's like a Mexican. It's south of Nick's. Um, south of Nick's. Yeah, if just you and Ginny are going, you can make a reservation on Open Table, and I'm not okay. paid by South of Nick's nor Open Table for this. Um, oh, I could book a private event right now. You can also do that, well, but you have there's to. There's our hundredth episode sorted. You have no idea how much I would love for that to be. It'd be amazing. What we do because I love that place. I get the carne norteña there, and it's very delicious. Carne I feel like I think when I gave my social hour update when I was down there, I probably mentioned that, but I. You did. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's a great. Great restaurant, great food. It's uh, one of your favorites, just period. Right? It's fa- just in general, not even just down there. Like I, if I could pick like a meal for like my birthday, or I, I was gonna say on the like the executioner chair <laughs> meal, but you know, it would With be that one. very naughty podcast. That's right. I uh, I would pick I pick that one. It's just so good, and their chips and salsa are delicious. They have amazing salsas there. Uh, it's just a just very good. Anyway. All right. Very allergy food friendly for your boy. But. I love it. I will uh, add it to my list and make it a mess. <sighs> I really hope you guys go. That would be so great. Anyway, so you got Family Union. Have you watched anything good? I feel like you watched a lot of... Did you watch stuff? Or I can't remember what you were doing. I haven't really watched gone. anything since uh, last time we recorded. Okay. Um, which, you know, for better or worse, I've been cooking a lot. But, uh, You've been collecting glassware also. Collecting glassware. I've been checking out antique shops. Um, got some nice Pyrex bowls. Currently working on the uh, primary color mixing bowl set. Nice. It's a really, just a really lovely, like, colorful addition to the kitchen. And we'll see how that goes. And then you know, whatever I find as I, as I crawl through, you know, thrift stores or nice. All I that. love it. Do you ever go yard sale or garage sale <laughs> shopping for dishes? Yeah. So I've been doing estate sales, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, I prefer estate sales, I think, because it's less filtered. 
It's less. What is the difference than uh, a yard sale versus a state sale? So an estate sale uh, is at least hypothetically uh, all of a person's belongings, maybe after like after a death or something. Um, And certainly some of the family might have picked through things, but they'll Uh, often bring in another a company to just recover some cost out of it. Yeah, it's usually somebody that dies that owes some money to some people for something. And so they just take a bunch of their possessions and sell it to try to recoup some of the costs. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly, like they're rarely priced at like, I mean, you're not going to pay prices at market value. Yeah. So it's, it's just a lot of fun uh, to go and find things and explore and all of that. Estate sales are good for uh, like collectors of various, whatever things, goofy things. Cause oftentimes, like, like you said, like you'll have things that are very valuable but they don't care about like pricing things right so if you know what you're looking for you can go in and look for it and if it's there you can get it for really cheap and it could be something that's worth a lot more than what you pay for it yeah the other like really fun thing about it is you can go and like really get a sense of a person or of a family right so like i went to one and they had a bunch of japanese theater things uh, like Kabuki theater and and things like that. And it was really interesting. Like it wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, but I could, like, you that could really cool, get a man. sense like, Hey, this person loved this. And they, they spent a lot of their life thinking about this. There's, um, there's a song by Courtney Barnett called Depreston. And it's kind of about that. It's about like, uh, they buying someone's house, uh, after like they had died and like oh, yeah. <clears throat> going through and seeing like, the character of the house based on that person. Yeah. <clears throat> really good song. Uh, I really love that theme a lot. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. So there you go. There's my update. Nice. Trevor, what's, what's going on with you? Um, let's see. What is going on with me? We, um, we had a little bit of a family reunion. No, I, you could call it a family reunion. So <laughs> my <laughs> brothers and sisters are not very scattered across the country, but for several years for, 12 13 years my sister was in the navy and so she was kind of all over the place and so it was very difficult to get like everybody together i've got a brother that lives in arizona my sister was in the navy for a long time sure um but most everybody else was like in and around utah um so we could get most of us together but getting my brother or sister there it was always like one or the other it seemed like um and then my fist my sister finally got out of the navy um a a year ago less than a year ago six months recently um got out of the navy and is moved back to utah is i think she's living with my parents right now until she can get her own place um but anyway so she's in town my brother came in town um had some time off and was in town and so we finally had like the whole gang together so my parents anniversary is coming up in two months and it's their 40th so it's kind of a big deal Ooh! and so for their 40th we all got together as kids and we're like let's do family pictures we haven't had a big family picture with all the family in it in a very long time um so we went and did uh we went up Papa creek canyon did some family pictures and with the photographer we booked a photographer for a while and my family has a lot of young children i've got a lot of young nieces and nephews that are like 10 and under yeah and they don't do great in photo situations for very long time. yeah and <laughs> so we basically did like 
legitimately it felt like four pictures with the whole family and then my parents were like all right we're done we're out of here and so yeah. then because they're <laughs> they don't put up with family pictures very well my dad doesn't anyway <laughs> i love it um yeah so we got a couple of family pictures but we booked a photographer for like two or three hours and we did that specifically so that like each family could have time to do their own like sure little family pictures or like individual pictures with the kids so i got to get some pictures taken with charlie um and then we each got our own like little individual photo session kind oh, of thing that, that was rules. fun some like headshots got a couple headshots by deb yeah. and yeah um are you gonna share them with us once i get them uh okay. our nice. photographer like texted the group and was like hey just so you know like it's gonna be like several weeks because starting next week i'm gonna be on vacation for two and a half weeks yeah and i'm not touching any of this while i'm on vacation so we're like oh, whatever that's fine that's classic so. photographer behavior <laughs> on that one so we'll get them back in a couple of weeks but yeah once i get them i'm sure that you guys will see at least some of them nice man i love that are you gonna finally step away from your current avatar on twitter not my main account well, i don't think i'm ever gonna step away from that <laughs> we need like a, a cute picture of you it's my favorite thing of all time and i've that's it's like it is you at this point. Like that's it my been only like that profile so picture long. I've ever had on Twitter. So, oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like if I change it now, like it's that's gonna so funny. Yeah, cause problems. You can't do it now. Why would you at this at this stage? Yeah, and like that vibe is exactly the vibe that I want people to read my tweets as. <laughs> it's just like a guy yelling at the TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So they do. <laughs> yeah, nice for you. myself at least. How about you? Well, Kyle? what i what is i feel like i had a pretty this last weekend was weird because of the sunday game it like kind of threw me off yeah yeah uh threw off like my normal cadence of how i do things uh but i um had a lot of like did a lot of friend stuff weekends i had some friends some friends come over went to a friend's house the next day uh just did normal very normal weekend stuff had a have just had a pretty insane work week for the last week. So I've been doing on doing a lot of work, but I, um, I am going to up to my friend's cabin, that one in Idaho that I was at last year, a couple of times. Um, that's happening this weekend. And I have a question for you all because, uh, one of the friends that's going to this cabin, he posed a question and I'm wondering if this type of thing sounds good to you, to you guys. Okay. He said, hi, all. would there be any interest in me bringing my big pot and propane burner and doing a big Cajun seafood boil on Saturday for dinner? Is yeah, that something that sounds so good what's, to you what's, what's the question? Do you, do you like a big Cajun seafood boil situation? Like, is that, is that something that interests you? Okay. I mean, not yeah. me. I'm not a big seafood guy. Like, I I'm like not, fish, well, but... Yeah. Let me put it this way. I'm a big fan of people who like doing a big thing for a lot of people like offering yeah. and doing that like that That's sounds okay. like yeah, yeah, yeah. a great thing to do yeah this person I've... clearly is not like trying out a new thing and like hey let's just nah, try yeah. this and see He's what happens this like before. this is a guy that's done this before yeah. knows how to do it and like i'm not huge on like fish boils or whatever okay like, yeah a dude that's being like hey this is my thing can i do this would that be cool with you guys like absolutely i'm on board with that this is yeah, like yeah, such an awesome point. trevor take i love that so like the food Sounds disgusting to me. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate that kind of. I, I like. I've seen pictures of their of the aftermath of them doing this, my friends, and I'm just like, 
the pre-math and the aftermath. I'm just like, wow, that's so not my style of eating. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm with you that I think it's really sweet that he offered and like, like is willing to coordinate that, that, that kind of thing. I think that's great. So I just have no interest in participating in the eating of that, but I am supportive of my friends doing something nice. I love that. Yeah. I went to a boil once and, uh, didn't have interest because I mean, I might be allergic to shellfish. I don't know. And I don't have interest in finding out. Oh, like, wait, have you, do you eat like crab or lobster or anything? No. Interesting. Okay. Um, so but, it, it provides a convenient excuse to not yeah, partake. I might be allergic. <laughs> my dad's like, my dad you know, would go into anaphylactic shock. If he oh, really? Okay. Then it's not worth. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. well, I mean, I could find out I could get tested or something. Yeah. But instead I don't have to eat the giant bugs. So they are they're bug, like very bug like delicious though. I mean, yeah, they might be, but no, they, so I, they I like crab and absolutely lobster. are delicious. Once you get into like the the deviations of crabs and lobsters, I'm talking like crawdads, <laughs> and you start oh, combining names of type of shellfish, and you're just it's not it's not my style. If, if we're talking like some fresh like Alaskan king crab, then that's something I can certainly be into. But if we're talking I don't know if I just have a bias against what my perception of this, the swamp like situations that these creatures live in in the South. I'm just not very interested in that. You're um, just pro bougie seafood. I mean, probably anti working class seafood. Yeah, right. that's We've right. That's said absolutely right. Famously anti working class. That is, that is absolutely true. I, it's like, I'm like a Western seafood person. Like, like river fish like i i'll eat like okay. trout and i'll eat like anything that's caught in like a river or lake or okay. the ocean like on the but for some reason like stuff in like like swampy creatures is what i don't like okay like i i can't i can't do that i can't do any of that like my Can dad goes on like fish i I, oh, I used to have catfish when i was younger actually because we used to my group my my uh grandpa would take us catfishing catfish fishing i guess <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, hey, <laughs> no, no judgment. My I grandpa guess. did have a Tinder profile in 2012 where he's pretending to be a 20 year old. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he, uh, we, we'd go catfish fishing. And so I'd have it then. And like, I, it wasn't like my favorite fish. Um, but like, my dad goes on fishing trips to Alaska sometimes with some of his friends. And they bring, they always bring back like a ton of fish that they just freeze yeah. in the freezer. Um, that's always really good. So I like, I like Pacific fish. <laughs> I'm scared of, I'm scared of like uh, Gulf fish. Okay. I don't trust BP oil. Also, that might be playing. There's a lot of things that are influencing my <laughs> distaste for what I can only. Which uh, there's like probably zero percent chance any of the fish that or whatever he's getting comes from BP oil spilled territory. But anyway, I will say though that I've watched a couple really good movies that I really enjoyed. Um. We're in a we're back into like a little bit of a horror movie kick at the moment, uh, but the first one was called Watcher, and it's really good. It's, it's about this couple that moves to um, they move to Budapest, and uh, the the husband he is um, like his his mom's initially from. Uh, wait, is that that's Romania, right? Budapest is Hungary. Hung oh, is it Hungary? Budapest, Hungary. Yeah, you're right. Buk- Bucharest is. Buk- oh, they're in they're in Bucharest. That's where it is because it's Romania. Yeah, so he's Romanian. She's American, and she doesn't speak the language. Um, and he's move. They're moving there for his job, and she. They're, she's just kind of in this apartment, 
hanging out quite a bit and she starts to notice a guy across the way in an apartment like his silhouette like watching her it's pretty spooky and at the same time kind of parallel to like her situation there's like like some serial murders taking place uh in in their area and she um is just it's kind of about like uh the paranoia that a lot of women are justified in having um, of uh, being scared of men. But anyway, um, so that was, that's a really good movie. I, I enjoyed four out of five on, on Letterboxd. And then I watched, have you guys seen the 2007 film called the Mil- the mist? Ooh, oh, that's no, the one with man. the ending, right? That with the ending. Yes. I, I know the ending of the show. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the ending. Oh. And like, I feel like, Okay, That's is it based on point, a Stephen King book? But yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Okay. I feel like the ending is not the point, but once you've like seen the ending, it's, I feel like there's no point in seeing the rest of the movie. That's honestly a that's kind of, that's interesting. So it was it was like written and directed by Frank Darabont, who's the guy that did like Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. Okay. And for some reason also did this movie. And I guess the original uh, The Mist, the book that The Mist is based on, I don't know if it's also called The Mist, but apparently in that book like there's not really an ending. Um, oh. and boy, did they give an ending to, to this, to the okay. movie. Um, the problem though, is that, so it was made in 2007 and I, it, it's pretty definitively made, I think either like 20 years too late or 10 years too early because the CGI is just like right in that really bad zone. Yeah. Ah, um, yes, yes, which yes. is a bit of a shame because it is. I, what I think, I think it's really good. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, but I, the ending is ex, like extraordinarily bleak. Okay. <laughs> um, in in a, it was very, it was, it was, it's a good ending, but I, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's one of the endings that like, if you're on YouTube and it's like top 10 movie endings of all time compilation, mm. like it's going to be one of those. Yeah. And it, um, yeah. It's it's amazing. The uh you know the police chief in Brooklyn 99? Yeah. He's in that. So okay. I've, I I which he plays a pretty good character in that. But anyway, um it's weird cuz it feels like it should be like an 80s movie. A lot of the things in the movie look like it's from like the 80s, but then like the CGI is just like feels like really out of place and it's kind of a bummer because I don't know, if it was made 10 years later it would have been a lot better. If it was made 20 years earlier it would have been a lot more practical. Yeah. And I think they I don't know. Like I saw, I, I mentioned this when I went and saw it, but I saw the like the forty year anniversary of the thing. It's oh, amazing yeah. how good the practical effects were in that movie, mm-hmm. and it came out, you know, uh, 50, 25 years before uh, whatever uh, before the mist did, and it looks a lot better. But anyway, um, I'm you know I'm a sucker for some Stephen King adaptations. I don't know, I don't know what it is about some of his stuff, but it's just got it's good. I like him. But anyway, so that's that. And then I went to I went to the Monarchs game yesterday, which was Oh yeah, we'll get into that, won't it we? It was really fun. Um but yeah, just been just been chilling and then get to go in the mountains this weekend. And so I will not be at the game. Wait, we play at home this weekend, right? We do. Yes. I will okay. also not be at the game. Sure, what? we gotta hold it down. Yeah. You guys are unbelievable. We're playing Dallas. I know. <laughs> it's a real landmark game. I think, think tier, uh, tier one opponent. Kind of, I think this is a fireworks game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Probably. I'm not sad to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Why are you not sad to miss fireworks? I don't uh, love fireworks. Yeah. Well, okay. They're just loud and annoying. And you know, be, okay. So here's the thing. Over the last couple of years, like I've become like anti-residential firework. Yeah. Like people should not be doing fireworks outside. Well, okay. People can do fireworks outside their home. It's not really my thing. I think it's mostly a huge waste of money and kids get to it and kids start fires in the mountains or adults start fires in the mountains because they're idiots. And so like on that scale, yeah, fireworks are really stupid, but like big firework shows are like, I don't know. I love them. Yeah. It's very much like a romantic nostalgic thing. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Sandlot type stuff. Yeah, Exactly. It's, it's Sandlot type stuff for me. Yeah. Which no, I love. I get so. that. Hey man. It's fair. I understand. I mean, the first fireworks show I remember was in San Francisco over the bay, and it was so foggy you couldn't see anything except like <laughs> bright lights. Do you remember when the San Diego, the city of San Diego, did their fireworks show over the harbor, and they accidentally lit them all off at the exact same time? And it was it, like it was like a fifteen-second show, and it all <laughs> all exploded. Yeah. So beautiful. It was like three hundred thousand dollars of fireworks or something. Anyway. So yeah, that's uh that's that's what I've been up to. What's should we jump into no, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose we take a very short break because I had turns out about seven tenths of a liter of water <laughs> uh right before we started. Okay, cool. So I'll, I'm gonna hit pause and then I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> All right, well uh welcome back. Dumb movie, don't watch oh, it. He's in Children of Men. That's what I was trying to remember what he's in. Which is one of the I think it's like one of the best movies ever. Wait, but, who's in Children of Men? Uh, Clive Owen. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah he's in a lot of really good he's movies. A, he's in a lot of things I haven't seen. I was just looking through his list, but I... Uh, Have you seen... Um, <laughs> what's the one? Inside Men. I actually have not seen Inside Men. I was just looking. Oh, you should. That's my favorite like okay. bank heist movie of all time. Inside well, Men. Speaking of bank heist, that... Brings us perfectly to Real Salt Lake today. Uh, Perfect. Which, uh, all right. So, news and rumors. First item here is David Ochoa because I think for some we reason haven't we haven't talked have, about it enough. Yeah, for some reason we need to talk about it just a little more, and then I think we can call it good until something actually happens. If it's on oh, the document, we have to talk about it. Something actually did happen, though. Yeah, uh, this is really important. It's something. Are we talking about the the uh, the whole yeah. thing that he's been up to? Yeah, let's let's just talk, <laughs> let's just put it out there. So Ethan Kershaw of uh, RSL Sundays uh, put out a photo on Twitter, I believe it was, of uh, one David Ochoa playing indoor soccer. And that's, I mean that that's kind of the the long and the short of it is yeah. David Ochoa is out there playing indoor soccer. Yeah. That so, was what about a week and a half ago that he posted that? Mm-hmm. Wait, did Ethan posted that? Yeah, oh, I thought Ethan I posted think. it like three or four days ago. I don't. I, I thought that was like a. I don't know. I'm losing track of time. And then the RSL show put out a video. Yeah, the RSL them, show yeah, went to a game and got goal. some video footage. I, I don't know if they that was sent to them or if uh, they were there. Or they went. Yeah, who knows? But, R, but David Ochoa scored a goal. <laughs> and indoor <laughs> soccer because. And he's a really good soccer player, so that makes uh, sense. July 15th. That's like 13 weeks ago by now. That's right? five days ago, so. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Uh, anyway, so David Ochoa is playing indoor soccer, which like good for him, but also it's against the team rules. So whatever. <laughs> Moving on. What's the team <sighs> rule on having a player who can't train with the team? <laughs> yeah, this this is the thing. Like again, this feels very like TMZ type news. The video looked like a TMZ video. It was really bad quality. <laughs> It's like an OG TMZ video. Yeah, like it just feels like we're just David Ochoa did a thing, so we have to talk about it. Like we don't. Last hey man, here's the thing. Last week when you took issue with a certain topic, it was because it was on the document. But if it's on the document, we have to talk about it. We don't ask questions about how these show up on the document. We just receive the document and we have to talk about it. Yeah. It just okay, let me generates ask out of the you ether. a question. Yeah. Oh no. What if we talk about something that isn't on the dock on the dock? Then it automatically gets added to the dock. (laughs) That's true. So is it is it back on the dock? No, it's not on the dock, so we don't have to talk about it. Let's go. Hold on. No, I'll make sure it's on the dock. (laughs) Ochoa. Oof. Anyway, uh it's increasingly clear that David Ochoa is not gonna play for Real Salt Lake again. And uh I mean in in between recording, like Pablo Mascheroni talked about it, but we yeah. got a whole lot of nothing oh, he, out of it. He added a lot of value to the conversation. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, and you yeah. know, at, at this point, I think we're justified in just being really annoyed at both sides. Yeah, and well, that, yeah, we've been, was, but again, like that's not a change in stance. Like we haven't evolved. I was less to that. annoyed we've, about David Ochoa, but now I'm just annoyed at both of them, both sides. Yeah, it's all bad. It's all very silly, and like I said, until like a sale or a transfer or a buyout or a wave or something like actually happens that affects anything, I don't care. Yeah, it's yeah, well, uh, speaking of things you don't care about. Yeah, um, no, no. I, I think to be to be clear, like I think Sarah had a great point on on Twitter recently. We talked, we talked about, about that week. point. We refer to our comments last week that outline how, but like the there continues to be a lack of ability to deal with the situation. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, I hate having Pablo Mastroini go on the radio and talk about it, but not actually talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just getting sick of what really kind of, it didn't make me mad because like it is what it is. But when I think it was Spence went on the radio, um, which he does. He's been known to do that, and that's yeah. fine. But in the promo, and I'm not blaming Spence for this at all because I'm yeah, sure Spen- it was just some ESP- Spenno. Okay. Um, the gov. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like an ESPN 700 tweet where they were like, "And we're going to talk about soccer, and we're going to talk about this, that." And then it was like David Ochoa question mark. Like, what is there to talk about? Why are we promoting that we might be talking about David Ochoa as a thing? Like, that's not a promotional thing to talk. Because again, will you make a note to nothing, put it in the description that we're going to be talking about David Ochoa? Just kidding. Nothing, nothing new is happening on the David Ochoa front. So we're just like right. wasting time talking about it. Like, right, whatever. <laughs> I'm over it. Moving on to the next hey, useless hey, thing hey, on the dock. Again. <laughs> well, you have a very negative uh, attitude this episode. I'm going to get happier as soon as we get past the stuff we don't need to talk about. Uh, I don't know. The the one after this one is very sad. So if you get happy about that, I'm going to get upset. Which get one it. is it? All it's, right. So Gustavo oh, Cuellar, okay. uh, the, the rumors persist. The rumor mill is what it is. 
there's not a whole lot to add aside from Botafogo. Uh, the rumors aren't slowing down there. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. We do know somewhat definitively that RSL is interested. Uh, uh, but, you know, we haven't seen any any push toward actually signing him. Matt. Yeah. Is there anything that's come out in Gustavo Coyard that does mean anything? Yeah, he did say that he thought that uh, Al Nasser, I think is how it's pronounced, I could be wrong, but uh, Al Halal's major Riyadh rival, uh, he said they'd probably win the league and would be competitive <laughs> in, in uh, AFC Champions League. So okay, that's something. Um, but one new thing, yeah, go on, Kyle. I was going to say, like, I mean, you said nothing's really happened, but the MLS, anal- the MLS analyst Matt Doyle said he thinks we would sign him in a couple of weeks within... He said that a week ago. So, so it could happen uh, so in any one day, week. We're or gonna it sign might it. not happen at all. It might not happen. I, but I mean, look. Sometimes it's it's tough to fill the 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 destiny that's laid before you, and that you're already the one of the greatest RSL players of all time. Top top two to four, I think, somewhere in that range. So yeah. having that hanging over your head, I think, and just the prospect of that, I think, you know, can really give someone some some cold feet. So, you know, if he's not up for the task that, you know, just to simply walk into the, that title, I understand, but I think it's important that he at least, you know, I'd like to see it happen still. Yeah. And, uh, I guess the one new rumor that's come out in the last few days is that Al Halal is trying to negotiate a new deal with him. Whether that's true or not, I have no clue. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of insight into, uh, Saudi Arabian rumors, but <laughs> unless they involve the words Quayar or Gustavo Quayar. Because that's yeah. that's all I look up. Anyway, right, Trevor, do, you have any, do you have any thoughts to contribute about whether we should or should not sign Gustavo Quayar? I think we absolutely should. Um, it's obvious that we should sign a player like that. It's a position of need. We've been talking about it for several months now, and he would be a fantastic addition to the roster. And until it happens, Talk. It doesn't even need to be him. We could just sign somebody. That would be a good signing to sign somebody of his caliber. Trevor, you were so close to having a positive attitude about that. It was like I, so close. Well, you set right me up really here. well, and I tried to take it and run, but yeah, I didn't think you'd take it. So <laughs> better than I thought you'd do. All right, so let's good. move on to the next item. That uh, hey, um, uh, all right. So Chris Cablan has returned to. Uh, was it was SK Beveren. The Belgian club from which he was loaned to Real Salt Lake. Did you guys get that? I got like the press release for that like way late last night. Yeah, like, it was pretty late last night. I only saw it posted like the actual thing posted like late last night. I don't. I oh, didn't, I. I, I didn't started writing a story about that, but I don't think I ever finished it. So we we terminated his loan two <laughs> weeks early, and then I guess it was at eleven last night. Uh, we got the actual press release. Um, that we declined to extend the loan for SK Beveren defender Chris Cablan, who, enri- who arrived in Utah 10 weeks ago, which I guess yeah. is a better way of saying two months ago. Um, yeah, two and a half. Yeah, he appeared in two MLS contests for RSL, playing a total of 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets better. Go ahead. Keep going. For Real Monarchs and MLS Next Pro action, the Swiss born Cablan started three games, playing a total of 225 minutes. So for a total of 250 minutes, 
we had him on loan for two and a half months. We're extremely happy to have Chris back, says Antoine Gobin, CEO of SK Beveren. We think he'll be able to take back up the challenge of being a part of Wim's squad this season. We're lucky to have him come back in our yellow-blue ranks. I love the take back up the challenge. Like, Yeah, that that is a weird statement, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it very much... Was he being punished? Is that why he got sent out? Like, no, I don't. I think it was just that, like he was out of competition for a spot there. And that's what that's saying is like now he can go back to fighting for a spot on Escape Ever. Yes, man. Like that's I, how I read it. That's how I interpreted it. Was it was a very polite way for the CEO to be like, Yeah, we're glad to have this player back that yeah. we weren't using and we don't necessarily have plans for, but maybe he can force his way into the plans. Like I guess. This was this is really interesting. It they continue and they like in this press release it talks about the specific transaction, but it also says <clears throat> talks about like the roster situation says head coach Pablo Mastrani has utilized 24 different starters and 28 different players through the injury filled first half of the year as the club has lost nearly 150 combined games due to injury suspension or international duty it's an interesting way of wording that yeah but I mean it's like, it's like man hours right not yeah. a, not a super meaningful statistic but yeah I don't have anything to compare that to I don't really think about lost games in a like a like a total among all of our players but it's a really like number spinning way to just throw out a big number and make it seem like it was a big huge like amount of well it has been big right like Like, it had like I, i get it but yeah it's just a really weird way to be like we've had a lot of players injured yeah like i'm like reading yeah yeah, have and you read 150 these? games? Sounds like a lot, but we've only played 20, so whatever. Anyway, whatever. have you read through read through all of these press conferences before? <laughs> I've read through a or bunch press, of them. Press releases, if, not conferences. Yeah, if they don't come in the middle of the night, I usually skim through at least most of it. There's just like funny stuff in the about Real Salt Lake section, but I, I also yeah. was looking at uh, during the 35 game Master Any era, Real Salt Lake has dropped back to back games just once. With a nine one and three bounce back record in games following losses, so <laughs> it was funny because like a lot of those games, like that we started blowing last year, we weren't losing; we were just kept tying. Or <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And we yeah. haven't we haven't lost consecutive games this year, unless you count uh, U.S. Open Cup, which I think you should. Which yeah, well, we absolutely. should. It was a priority. <laughs> it was a priority i'm gonna keep yeah. bringing that up until the day i die I like it. <laughs> it should just be. fyi so the chris cablon thing is a bummer because one i think he's handsome and wears clothes that i enjoy looking at but also too is that like i don't know man i thought he was like good enough to get more minutes than 25 minutes over two months with the senior team like what yeah like especially i mean i know andrew brody's had really good moments i would argue mostly exclusively on the offensive end and of which he's yes. had a, a few really good ones and definitively a couple uh one in particular happened in this last game but Kablan a- appeared to be a very like he's a capable defender like that's what he is he's an actual defender Brody's one of these ones that it's kind of been on the the Brooks Lennon trajectory so I don't know i seems kind of weird but it, we talked about this last week where the there's like a disconnect i think between you know the coach and the front office like because i mean pablo certainly didn't want didn't want him 
or else he would have played him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was a that was just an ownership moving a guy around. I assume I don't even think Elliot probably wanted him. I, I know like they talked about you know showing up the defense a bit more like on on the fullback side, but like you know uh, Tate Schmidt got dropped from the lineup for being bad. I think Brody uh, is better, but I think that there's still. We're still losing a bit on the defensive end with Brody, unfortunately, as much as I like him. Um, so, yeah, that was just kind of weird. Like, I guess it was fun to have him here for two months and he showed up in a lot of fit picks, but not a lot of actual uh, meaningful moments in games at all, actually. So, yeah, I really thought, a shame. And I didn't get a picture, so I can't confirm. I probably should have asked somebody, but. I thought I saw him on the sideline of or at the end of the last game. I heard somebody mention that, which he might have been. But well, like yeah. obviously in like street clothes and stuff. But yeah, no, it's just like the thing <laughs> that I'm wait, it's whatever. The two month loan thing was always kind of silly when it started. Um coming from another blitzer team was always kind of silly when it started. Um the thing that I'm taking away from it is this is another international spot that's not being taken by a player. Like yeah. in this off season, the only player, the off season, what am I talking about in this transfer window, we've gotten rid of a couple players off the roster and all of them, I think took up international spots or potentially took up international spots. Yeah. I don't know if Everton Louise did or did not at the end there, but I believe we, in fact, that, let me look it up. Who's taking an international spot right now? We've transferred out Everton. We've not extended the loan for Gablon. And there's one other person that I'm forgetting. So our Who Menendez. Menendez probably yeah. took an international spot. He did. Uh, so our four international players right now are uh, Cordova, Julio, Ruiz, and Saverino. And we have six spots? Seven? Seven. Okay. So that's of note that we now have international spots open. That's, yeah, that's true. It is notable. But we rarely have a lot of international spots open. Have you guys been noticing how many other teams are signing <laughs> players? Yeah. No. And getting better, right? Like, and getting better. And getting was better. It that... Because that, that, I mean, yeah. the getting better thing is important because it's, like there should there should always be competition for spots, and you should always be trying to improve your roster. Uh, so, I don't know. It feels like we kind of bounce around, like oh, and like I I, I feel like I'm a part of the problem here because I don't ask for. I feel like I don't ask for very much. But we were trying like arguing, not arguing, but we were discussing whether we would prefer a six or like it's a, a striker, and it's like we need both. <laughs> Yeah, we just need a person. Even, even just one of them would be a start, right? <laughs> and maybe even good enough. It might be. I mean, Tom Hackett was saying he thinks that RSL uh, can win a championship with a with a good six. I'd argue that you also need someone who can score more, but we'll just um, make Saverina do all the work. Yeah, that's kind of what I, it's turned into, right? Uh, it's kind of what it's feeling like right now. Um, he I isn't mean, pacing for the Golden Boot. I mean, on like eight goals or something. Yeah. So he has, does he have four goals for us? Yeah. He's already tied our leading scorer, Sergio Cordova. Oh, Sergio got to four as well. So they're both at four. Yeah. And it only took Sergio about 15 more games. 
yeah as a striker it has to be noted um yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty it's pretty bad anyway so kablan <laughs> kablan kablam kablammed his way back home sadly and i'm pretty bummed about that uh but there's been chatter guys and there's been oh, chatter man. about a certain ex you know a certain current premier league former liverpool player who's uh belgian and it's not lukaku that's right it's benteke and he's making his way to the great salty lakes for uh i think what's his what's his wage like $150,000 a week that's what it was a like a while ago uh, it was something like he was just super overpaid the last couple I mean, of years and he still is going to be if one like it wherever he's MLS, yeah yeah so there's been a lot of i don't i don't know if it's speculation or like people trying to pablo mastro any their way into him <laughs> signing by utilizing the secret um <laughs> which is nonsense. a lot of people manifesting this for sure like it <sighs> I don't know why we think we realistically would have Benteke or what value that provides. Like there are, yeah. there are, we have seen players come to MLS and really succeed. They haven't been of Benteke's profile, right? Correct. Outside of that tall Swedish dude, whose name I'm not going to mention on this podcast. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That's the one. greatest soccer player of all time. Yes, yeah, something Is like that, that who you're talking about? Yeah, that's the one. No. Okay. But like outside of him, like Freddie Unberg. Oh, Sorry. I all right. <laughs> beautiful man. Uh, he is not tall. No, but he is beautiful. Um, anyway, we why do we think he's a realistic option? Like because he's part of the uh, Blitzer umbrella when it's pretty yeah, clear it's, we're not gonna be getting yeah, the type of player start. we're gonna be getting from the Blitzer umbrella appears to be a the, two month loan that we send back because he's not what we want <laughs> like it's, it's players on the outs like that's all we've got so far and again like it's early days so like maybe rsl will get somebody that really great like benteke yeah, um maybe but like <clears throat> i think it would take something special like you have to not be wanted at crystal palace and also not be wanted anywhere else that might benefit crystal palace like nobody would have to be wanting to pay for him do you, do you know how many goals he scored want? last year Two. Four. Oh, that was close. Yeah, you were close. How many appearances? 25. Oh, that's great. 1,100 minutes, though. So that's a good a return. Sub. I mean, you know who we could get that played similar minutes last year and scored more goals? Not in the Premier League, but is Anderson Julio, who we already <laughs> have, so we can't go get him. But but still, we've got a super sub goal scorer, yeah. and Benteke is not that. His XG was just 5.4. So, yeah, he underperformed it, but not by yeah. that much. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. He was like in the said, ninth like... percentile for shot-creating actions per 90 <laughs> minutes played. Ninth percentile. That's the word, the bad side of the percentile. Yeah, it would take something special in order for us to get Benteke. And I don't mean that percentile in like a pressing. good way. That wouldn't be like... Oh, what a miracle. We were able to pull this off. It would be like, he is so unwanted anywhere else that he would just be offloaded to RSL. And that's not a signing I'm ever really going to be excited about. No. Uh, he 95th percentile for Ariel's one, so I guess that's something. He could be our Demir Krylik replacement. 
I mean, look, if we're just going to do that, we might as well spend $7 million on a transfer fee. I guess, he, is he out of contract now? Or does he have another year? I don't know what's going on. I don't know either. Um, Who cares? Yeah, so that's not going to happen. But I, you know, Kucha Hernandez scored another goal since we talked last. <laughs> It'd be great if we could just <laughs> sign one of these young South American strikers from, you know, that's like those... Uh, like the bubble between the championship and premier league seems like a pretty good place. Uh, he was in the premier league. They were getting relegated, came to MLS and he's just tearing up, tearing it up. He's got four goals in three games. Um, I mean, Sava's also playing super well here. Like I, like we, there's a certain, like, like there are like younger, like South American attackers really thrive in MLS. Like, I don't like, I don't know. This probably isn't a surprise to anyone, but like, Seems like there's a pretty good, uh, um, you know, recipe for making certain things work. And I think that maybe we should go back to like the types of players we used to look at. It seems like for this team, um, I don't know. Am I wrong? Like, it seems like uh, like the, the big exports out of MLS over the last like decade, a lot of them are South American dudes. Yeah. So I don't know. And Jefferson Saverino was one of them. So I don't know. It's a bummer that we are still like, there's not even any, I haven't even heard any rumors about assigning a striker. So just no noise. We haven't, on we haven't heard any rumors about assigning like coming from the RSL side. Yeah. We've yeah. heard about Gustavo Cuellar, like potentially maybe, but it's been like seven months. Like RSL stuff. Yeah. None of that's coming from anybody over here. That's all like, it began six months ago and it's still just the same stuff. So when, like, yeah, when, when, when we got Kablan, why was there like, am I crazy or was there like a lot of fanfare about the, the Blitzer umbrella in that moment? There was, well, we kind of, to be fair, we were kind of excited about it. Well, too. I was we like, excited about it, but like, it seemed like the club was touting that like, this is like a big benefit. And then like he played 25 minutes. Right. Yeah. And that's why like, it's important to point out that like, we thought the Blitzer umbrella would be a good thing. And we talked about like the benefits and one of those benefits could be like, we could get players that are out of form or. Yeah. I think we also talked about the concerns we had about it, which was this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it could also just be that we're at the bottom of the totem pole and it looks like we probably are. We might be close to it. Well, and, and clearly David Blitzer's goal is not to build successful sporting clubs necessarily. Right. (laughs) Right. His goal is to acquire a bunch of different sports assets and then eventually sell them at a profit. And like, that's what we expect and should expect. Right. But he, there's he's also not a big Ray Salt Lake fan who is, who wants to own it. And like Ryan Smith for all his like weirdness, yeah. like he wants to own the jazz. He wants presumably to own Ray Salt Lake. Yeah. So at least there's somebody with a local tie who probably cares about the club, but yeah. Well, yeah. It is, anyway. it is fascinating that like, that just was his, it's just like super weird. Like I, I went to the, I was like trying to get people's thoughts about it. And I, I found the post on the subreddit and like the top comment was just like, well, that was super weird. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and we're just going to yeah. not, I mean, the club's just not going to address that. That was weird when it obviously was like, he was yeah. injured for a couple of those games, but he was also with the Monarchs like for a decent amount of time. Yeah. And he was also, because he wouldn't fit on the roster because we had too many international players. Yep. <laughs> So, um, oh. anyway, so that's that's over with. I'm s- sad to see him go. Love, love to 
see him leave. Hate to see him go. I don't know. His clothes were cool. Um, Luis Suarez. <laughs> All right. So the next one I put on Mixing here. In the dock. <laughs> People are also trying to manifest this one, and and I'm one of them. Did we talk about this on the last happen. episode? I can't remember. Yeah, I think we did. It we had that conversation about good. how like. Players want to have minutes guaranteed for them going into yeah. the World Cup. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But then I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Luis Suarez like the other day sign for Atletico Madrid? Or was that just another rumor? Well, I don't know. Cristiano so, Ronaldo was going to. I don't know if... I, I thought Luis Suarez is still not... In yeah, Europe. he was offered to Borussia Dortmund on a free transfer. So... Cruz Suarez? Yeah. I yeah, mean, he's not in con- under contract, I think, at the yeah. moment. And uh, he's considering an emotional return to former club with transfer decision, which uh, notably, not Real Salt Lake. What, what former club is he, is he referring to? Uh, Nacional. Oh, really? Uruguay. That's fascinating. He's getting to be like close to that age where he's like, one Goes last. Goes back to the home country. Hurrah. Did you know there was a Luis Suarez who was born in 1935 and was a soccer player? No. Played for Deportiva, De, Deportivo La Coruña, CD Condal, Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Sampdoria. Is he also Uruguayan or no? No, he's Spanish. Okay. So, I don't know. Kind of neat, I guess. That is pretty neat. I like that. So, yeah, he's 35. I mean, that's it's not young in the game anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> I guess. I guess. But yeah, it's not going to happen. So yeah. yeah, we don't know if we're going to sign anyone. And that of... brings us to our next item. Will RSL sign a player? And I guess the answer is we don't know. <laughs> but they, they I mean, better. Yeah, the they answer should. is like signs point to yes. But like. Look, like what we'll if we it. just played? What if the big, what if we just start playing Axel K, Trevor? What do you think about that? <laughs> Skipping this ahead on the, the dock. This is the part of the podcast where Alex, Alex, um, Kyle is trying to wind me up. I wonder why you said Alex there. I wonder yeah. if there's a certain couple of podcasters that are lobbying heavy. <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it would be very bad. And anyway, dumb, so stupid, speaking of him, uh, Real Monarchs have won their last two games in league play, I believe. Oh, we, we missed one. Sorry, what? At the very bottom, the last item. Put this in the description? Nope, David Ochoa. Oh, we have to... I thought we... Okay. We have to go in order. All right. That's so right. Now go back. Let's just talk Real Monarchs. We can talk Real Monarchs. So Real Monarchs, I think they won their last two league games, if I remember correctly. Or maybe... Uh, I'll look it up in the form guide. I'm pretty That's sure... about right. Because Maddie, uh, the out-of-town fan, was talking about how he... They're like undefeated since he came. He said they're two and a half and oh. Well, he said three and oh, then Keaton corrected him and said two and a half. Um, maybe they haven't. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. Uh, but I, their last two home games. Oh, they lost two. Oh, home games. That would make sense because the two games that Maddie's been in attendance for. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been playing better, um, but then they played Chelsea U21s last night in which I saw a bunch of grown men lose their mind about Billy Gilmore, a child on the field. He, they've made that movie about him, right? <laughs> that is right. Uh, the the kid who the goes back movie. to school to play golf. 
that's Billy Madison. You're <laughs> thinking, Happy of, Gilmore. thinking of Happy Gilmore <laughs> and Billy Madison combined. Two Adam Sandler movies. Wait, what's his production company called? Isn't it called like, oh, it's Happy Madison. It's Happy Madison. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. Billy Gilmore is his alter ego. That is really funny. Wait, Billy, Happy Madison, the opposite of Happy Madison would be Billy Gilmore, right? Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. Which really Happy describes Gilmore. what a joke the player is. That is really funny. I guess. <laughs> wait that is really funny we should start a production company called billy gilmore wait billy gilmore that is okay all right that's like kind of blowing my mind a little bit it's kind of gilmore is spelled differently it is it's spelled whatever yeah it's not even spelled like gilmore girls so we would have to spell it right yeah gilmore boys and do it with you and there you go yeah we'll star and produce it and write it so let me let me tell you about this game uh it was fun first of all uh the stadium was fun they had the like the Wasatch Legion, which is the supporters group for the Real Monarchs, uh, was in the northwest corner because like only half, like a like a third of the stadium is open. Yeah, and that the was nor- their their old uh, stomping ground. Is yes, back in the early days of Real Monarchs. Yeah, and some of the Labara guys were there as well with the drums. And let me just tell you guys, when the drums are on that side in that corner, they're way loud because it like is inside the. Yeah, it's covered. Yeah, it's covered. It's it's really cool. So I don't know, something to think about. But I uh super good time. The monarchs they went out there with like a, a pretty like I think their their preferred lineups. A- Axel K started. Diego Luna started as well. Christian Nidegger played, who I really like. I I don't know if you guys have watched him. Um but I think he's I watched a, him in the last uh Real Monarchs home game that <laughs> was in the league. <laughs> I I I think he's I think he's pretty I like I like his whole thing. He I think I think I like him because he looks like Pavel Nedved out there. But um. no, I thought he was pretty good too. So I watched Monarchs on Saturday, uh, and and Neidiger definitely stood out as a player to watch. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good on the ball, good vision. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good midfielder, low level, but yeah. Uh, so Diego Luna, well, the game starts out really poorly for the Monarchs. They were just, they were just getting trashed. Uh, couldn't get the ball out of their half, gave up a goal within like three minutes. And we were like, Oh boy, like, is that just how this is going to go? But it wasn't, uh, Monarchs had a really good equalizer toward the end of the first half, um, through, I can't remember his name. I just, it's completely escaping me right now. Um, they had a really good goal, uh, like on a counter attack. Um, just kind of against the wrong run of play. And then the second half started and Chelsea did make a lot of subs at, at halftime. Uh, but the Monarchs came out with some swag in this game in the second half. Like they at, at kickoff. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Diego Luna shot from behind midfield, like right at kickoff. And he almost, he caught the keeper off his line and he made like a really good save to, to hit it out for a corner. And then from that, I don't know if it was directly from that corner. It was pretty, it was pretty soon after, uh, Monarchs are in a PK. Luna takes it. It's saved by the keeper. Monarchs almost score again, like immediately after. And they, I think it was, oh, Hazio or Orozco, like just completely missed a, just a sitter. Um, and then Chelsea scores just like an incredible goal where they had one, they, a dude took, played an incredible pass in behind. And it was the classic, like Carlos Vela thing that we saw in MLS where they looks like in the box. Sam Elliott who scored that, right? Yes. And he lost, it was Sam Elliott, <laughs> all 85 year old self of this. Uh, he just lots of cutbacks, a lot of fake little shots, got like seven different monarchs, defenders and the keeper to bite. And then just 
just scored. It was great. And then actually the Monarchs ended up getting another PK and Pedro Fonseca took this one and he made that one. And so um, then I like the, the very end of the game, Chelsea gets another chance. They blow it. And everyone starts leaving and they're like, oh, wait, this is MLS Next Pro. Like, we're going to penalties <laughs> <laughs> to determine who gets the extra point in this one. And uh, this is where, like, I was just astonished. So Chelsea's up first. They take it. And Gavin, Gavin Beavers, the keeper for Real Monarchs, who's on a senior contract, by the way, um, he's also huge. He's, like, really, really tall from Kaysville, Utah. Um, makes a really great save on the first one. And then he just like walks up to the penalty spot and everyone's like, why, why is Gavin Beavers about to take a penalty? He was just like the first, first man up in both, in both ways, I guess he was first keeper up and then he was the first penalty taker. And then he just drilled it and <laughs> buried the shot for some reason. He was first. I mean, there's Couldn't no reason it. a goalkeeper can't be good at it. Right. No, I mean, Alex responded to me in Slack saying he has a big hill that he's going to die on that goalkeepers should be the best at penalties because this is how I feel as well. Like, okay, that what's stopping a goalkeeper from practicing penalties? I mean, nothing is stopping him. And like time management. I don't want to like make it sound like (laughs) being a professional athlete is easy. Yeah, but like penalties are easy, guys. Okay, this is kind of like the a professional basketball player should never miss a free throw thing, right? Yeah, like I, I get bit. that. Yeah, but professional basketball players practice free throws a lot. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with a goalkeeper practicing penalty kicks a lot, and right, at the very least, a, like a lot of professional basketball players shoot like under seventy percent from the free throw line, though is the thing, right? You know, and I I get that, but professional soccer players score at about seventy percent on penalties. Yeah. So, Ooh. I wonder There's if nothing that wrong is with the average goalkeepers just trying like they should yeah, be I, practicing against each other. Like, what's wrong with that? No, I completely agree. And I mean, maybe that's what's been going on, but it paid off. Uh, and then 75 Monarchs, percent to be, to be 75. Fair. Nice. Yeah. Um, Monarchs made all their penalties and the difference maker ended up being that save that he had on the first one. So Monarchs <laughs> beat Chelsea U21s in penalties. Um, and Monarchs had a lot of really young dudes out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are a U21 team by and large, right? Outside of maybe Pedro Fonseca. Yeah, and, Pedro uh, Fonseca is a bit older. Chris Cablan. Cablan <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> yeah. That's not a funny joke. Um, but like, you know, Luna looked amazing in this game. I had friends that were watching this game, not like RSL fans or whatever, who were just like blown away by Luna. He's just so good on the ball and he's just really crafty and he's just really, he's really smart. Um, I, I mean, look, I kind of want I would like to see more of him, but he looked really good. Um, <clears throat> Nidegger looked really good. Monarchs, they defended pretty well aside from like the two goals. Uh, yeah, it was, it was impressive. Nick was like, so we can play well. <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah, so there's a team that's that's playing well, and their names are the Monarchs. And the game was really fun, so I can't vouch for every Monarchs game because I've been to a couple that weren't as fun as that one, but that one... Oh, it was also Rio Tinto. I didn't explicitly mention that, but that was fun for everyone. Um, and my the friend I was with got a gigantic thing of strawberry horchata, and his tummy hurt because so, it was 100 degrees, and he had a bunch of milk. So mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that would do it. Yeah, um, I know how I, that works. I would have been there, but uh, if we rewind slightly to social hour, I should have mentioned uh, that I did trivia with uh, Colin and Sarah last night. Oh, how did that go? I, uh, it was a lot of fun. I need to do that one of these days. Did yeah. you? How'd you guys do? Uh, we didn't. Do, we were top half, certainly. 
Wait, that reminds me. I had Sorry. some some qualms with at least one of the questions. What is it? Let's have it. All right. So the question was: This person was, you know, known as the father of modern video games, in part for developing what? And the answer, you know, was multiple choice. The answer was Simon. Uh, but the the guy was, I mean, yes, he invented Simon in 1978 or whatever. But like five to six years earlier, he invented the Magnavision Odyssey, which was or Magnavision Magnavox, and whatever it was one of the very early video game consoles. And if they'd said that, I would have said, of course it's that. But Simon, like, is just a little toy with an integrated yeah. chipset anyway. I feel that is a, that is a pretty good this. qualm. I where was trivia at? Is there like uh, a bar? Hopkins. Okay, nice. Yeah. Sorry, um, Hopkins. Isn't that one on twenty one hundred South? Yeah, over in Sugar House. Hopkins Brewery. Yeah. Speaking of <sighs> speaking of trivia, yeah. You guys have to watch Nathan Fielder's new show on HBO called The Rehearsal. I watched that also over the weekend, and it was amazing. In the first episode, which was like 45 minutes long, I think it's like HBO-length shows. Okay. Because it's on HBO. Uh, rehearsal, Nathan Fielder, uh, first episode, very heavily involved bar trivia in an incredible way. So Ooh, nice. cannot sure. recommend that. <clears throat> if, if you've thought to yourself while watching Nathan For You or past Nathan Fielder production and you were like, Wow, I cannot believe the lengths they go to to do this really stupid thing. Imagine that, but they have HBO's money behind them now, and it's just spectacular. So, all right, um, can't get enough. Anyway, so uh, Axel K played this game. His first touch is terrible. He's also fourteen. Uh, he's not awesome, but he's also fourteen. He's uh, he looks he looks good for being fourteen. <laughs> I think that we should continue to play him with the Monarchs exclusively. Yeah, probably for at least two years. Yeah, or like five. I mean, he like turns if he, if he didn't see a single Real Salt Lake minute until he was nineteen years old. Yeah, that's I cool. Don't think that's a bad idea. He's on the Billy Gilmore trajectory. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great trajectory. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's better than that. But I mean, yeah, like uh, the thing that I'm kind of using for it is like, um. Some of like the way Philadelphia has done it, they've like kind of snuck their younger guys in in like a. It seems to be in a really effective way. Mainly the Aronson brothers, like they're they're really good. Like I think Paxton and Brendan both first played for the senior team in the Union when they were fifteen or sixteen. Okay, um, I could be wrong about that, but it did seem like like there have been Seattle's done this a couple times too with like some of their young guys. Like they were playing fifteen. I, I think. 16, I think at a minimum for some first team minutes, maybe that's just open cup when we actually are back in the tournament again. But um, anyway, so that was good. That was a Monarchs while. But anyway, the uh, the good the good game, the even better game, I guess yeah. we played. Uh, we played against Sporting Kansas City on Sunday. The taco truck was not there yet again. The Crazy. weather was looking very nervy there for a while uh, as some rain came in and some lightning came in and then it passed. There was at the a lot of time. lightning. Yeah. And it all passed at the perfect time, just in time for us to kick off on time. And uh, we were in attendance. I was uh, with some friends in the South End for this one. And yeah, it was just I uh, well, the game ended up being good, but, the, you know. First half wasn't great. No, the first half was pretty bad, honestly. If we're like being forthright with ourselves, <laughs> I'd like to be. Trevor, what did you think about that? The first half. 
Um, it was not memorable in any way whatsoever. I remember struggling, being I'm struggling really... to remember like moments that were like, ooh. Yeah. It was a lot of straight up like, oh, Cordova's still bad at soccer. Like or oh, this yeah. we're still doing this thing that doesn't work. Like there wasn't really a whole lot of movement or passing or players, except for now that I mentioned it, Justin Miram was pretty good most of the game. He did a lot of good things, did a lot of things right. Most of them didn't come off, obviously, but like he was the only player that I saw that like seemed to be like like wanted it, was going for it. Yeah. Um, got a couple shots off, made Miram's a couple dribbles a into the box. Few weeks. Miram's yeah. I, I'm liking what Miram's got going on these days. But uh other than that, yeah, the first half was just wildly forgettable for me. Maybe this isn't like a this probably isn't a novel observation, but like Miram is really good when he can isolate like weak fullbacks. Like when there's a when we're up against a team that has like better fullbacks, he seems to be taken out of games pretty easily. But uh, in these games, when he's able to target fullbacks one on one, he does pretty well. I think this is a good example of that. But yeah, there was the moment that you were talking about with Sergio Cordova where we. <laughs> Our Savarino played just like a perfect ball, perfect <laughs> cross to the back post, and Cordova had like he does this thing where he like appears to like run to a spot where he thinks maybe he should be getting the ball, and then kind of like slows down or stops, and then like the ball is like gets played to the spot where he would have been if he had just kept going. Uh, it was like a thing with him and running. <laughs> that sometimes i think he has an aversion to so that one was really frustrating i was uh i was behind the goal for that one and i I couldn't tell if it was as bad as it looked and then i saw the replay and i asked you guys i think it was worse than it looked yeah i actually was like oh man like ah if only he could have like uh just out of reach but i was like oh shoot (laughs) that was that wasn't great so then the second half starts zero zero still um we get a goal pretty quickly through uh, through an Andrew Brody left-footed cross to uh, Sergio Cordova, which was a nice little. There was a nice little like interchange between him and Chang Brody and Chang. Um, and this goal is funny because Cordova kind of did the same thing where he had stopped running, and then he like sh- he like kind of pushes the defender like away from him a little bit, and then he's just kind of standing there, and then the ball gets crossed in, and like. Like everyone kind of got flat footed, but then Cordova just like dove for it and like got it. And so it's a really weird goal. If you like watch the replay, I was like, what is anyone doing here? Like Cordova stopped too early. The defender also stops for some reason. The keeper, like, I don't know what he was expecting. Like was surprised they didn't come out for that one. He's a good shot stopper, but he didn't like, I was surprised they didn't come out for that. But Sergio Cordova gets his first headed goal of the season. I believe. Is that true? That seems true. That might be true. Because that's his fourth, and his first goal was the New England one. His second goal was that weird one where it, like the keeper's hand like slapped the ball and it went in. <laughs> and then the th- third one was the really good goal at Montreal, and this is the fourth one. So this is his yeah. first headed goal of the season. He ties Anderson Julio in headed goals for the season, and Johan Kapelhoff, uh, and maybe Marcelo. So I don't know who else has headed goals. Um, Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood has one headed goal. So and Salerno. Uh, and so, which we'll get to. We will get to. So then, like after this, uh, you know, Cordova has an even easier chance. Like, <laughs> makes a really good run. It's really weird because he did way more effort on the second attempt on the second chance, and he made like he was in the perfect spot, perfect 
location to get the header and he just blows it <laughs> wide. And I was just really, really dumbfounded by that. But hey, man, it's cool. It's fine. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? Uh, and then, <laughs> and then the, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's his, who's his, uh, Roger Espinosa gets a red card. W- was that a red card challenge? Like, I didn't see a replay on it, like, at all. So it was, it was, I would, like, it's the kind of call that um, they've been calling red cards lately, the last couple of years. He had, Espinosa had the ball, and the ball got away from him, and who was it? Was it Bodie? Was it Jasper? It's Jasper. Jasper. Challenges for the ball, and, like, doesn't really win the ball, and neither does Roger, but what happens is Roger slides in, and yeah. his ankle studs first into Jasper's leg. Yeah. So that's been like called a foul and called a red card a lot more often in the last couple of years. Yeah. But the like silly way to say this, the quality of the tackle was such that like if it wasn't a straight red, it was going to be a yellow. Like and he yeah. was on a yellow too, right? He was on yeah. a yellow. It was a okay. really just a <laughs> bad tackle on a player. Like it was. MLS always punishes that one where you lose the ball and then you make like a dramatic like leg stick out to try to win it back and you don't. Do yeah, that well. lunging tackle like to win it back, right? Yeah, yeah they. I mean, they this always... is one of the more dangerous, and Lufson looked in a bad way. Yes, and Roger also. So the official pulls out the red card like immediately, and then Roger's on the ground for like five minutes, like also saying like appearing to be hurt supposedly. So we all had to like sit there while the ref had this red card in his hand while Roger was just kind of sitting there. That was weird. Yeah. He um, eventually got the red card immediately seemed to forget he was injured and went and argued and got mad and the whole (laughs) thing, whatever. I missed all that because literally like right after. So on this next play, like, so this is Pablo Ruiz's goal. Uh, this switch happens where Chang gets the ball on the on like the far like the east side of the field and just plays a one touch like diagonal switching ball to the other wing and it was so good yeah it was amazing Beautiful. I think that was it was like it was my favorite pass of the game it was just so sick I was like like the way he just like literally just there wasn't a, a second touch on the ball I think it was to Miram um, it was on that far side. And then he took the defender on one-on-one, got the ball to Savarino in a dangerous spot. Savarino set up Pablo Ruiz, who played and finished extremely not Pablo Ruiz-like, but it was very good. It was low. It was at the it was at the end of the goal. It was at the at the pole. And, Can you imagine uh, how many more goals he'd have if he just did that more often? He would score so much. Like, cause he, how many have we seen him where in that position? It's just gone. It's just flown over. Yeah. And that was so clinical. So I, I really, if he can continue doing that, that would be really great. If he could just hit them really low in like hard in step shots, it's great. So that was great. So we're basically just cruising to victory. And then we get nice little uh, cherry on top where Miram plays just a perfect cross into Savarino, who has a really fun cannonball like headed header form where he makes himself into a little golem like figure like the pokemon not the uh <laughs> not the dude from lord of the rings and he just kind of like it was a nice it was a nice header i was expecting a sovereign <laughs> header on this one and it was it was great so yeah, um wonderful lo- love to see that and then it was just i mean the the route was really on we didn't score again but it was like there was another one that we did score and it got called offside very narrowly 
Anderson Julio was taken down for a penalty, but he was offside a little earlier in that play. He had another chance that he was in behind the, the defense where, I mean, San, Kansas City didn't even get close at all. Yeah. Um, and, but it should also be mentioned that Kansas City is last in the Western Conference as one of the worst teams in the league, uh, I think bottom three. So this is a game that we that should have been like the automatic outcome for this game. And seeing us score three goals in a game was great because it's been a while since that has happened. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're on 0.91 points per game. Yeah. But this is also like the last couple of there's been the last couple of games were against yeah. teams that were also in similar spots. Yeah. And we kind of struggled. So it's nice to finally like you say like this is the expected result, but like according to be, ourselves, yeah. it, it should, should be. be. But according to like How last couple of weeks, yeah. it was a real <clears throat> surprise that we yeah. stomped them as hard as we did. I know like this, that, that should have been the Columbus game. Like we should have, we should have yeah. walked all over them. Columbus was missing good players they said Zellerion out way early they were like they were a mess and we couldn't do anything so i mean there's still obviously concerns there but like this is something that we'd like to see uh and i don't know i i still get worried like i was very very worried that Savarino wasn't going to play this game and i think it's pretty clear he was a difference maker we might we we may have won this one without him we probably would have based on how sporting kansas city came out in this match but maybe uh, yeah, I would hope so. But yeah, I mean, Sovereign has been, he's a hes a big difference maker for us. I would just love to see us uh, have a striker that has that type of consistency. Like, I'm very glad Cordova scored that goal. I obviously still have concerns about his entire thing. And I don't think those are going to be going away anytime soon because this happened after that really good goal at Montreal. Like, oh, did that finally break the seal? It didn't. The seal got put back on, and did the seal get taken off this time? Probably not, As judging by his bad f- lack of finishing like seconds later after the, his goal. But what I was uh, Sporting's points per game so far this season? You said point nine one. Do you know what RSL's points per game over the last five games is? Pretty close. One point zero. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But it's okay, guys. We're back in form. Uh, we're a championship winning team, clearly. I mean, we need to sign that, that one player. That is <laughs> that that is really interesting. Is like I did see I, I did see takes that were like after the last game, like the normal cheerleaders for the club were pretty pretty not happy with how things are going after that at after the wait, which game was the last game before this one? Ooh, I was just looking at it. Hold on. Oh, it's in the dock. Colorado. Uh, Atlanta. Right. Oh, huh. away to Atlanta, Atlanta. Oh, and that's then right. Colorado was the last home game. Before. Yeah, like saying that we were slipping, and like we were, and like we were kind of like it, it did feel like we were in a bit of a free fall where we just like I mean the Colorado one was really bad. Uh, Atlanta was, you know, and then it was just a really bad run of form. And then th- this one, of course, is a good win to have, but we need to be stringing together a lot of these wins uh, for them to be making big differences for us because we really do need to be putting as much distance as we can between the lower half of the playoff uh, table. Yeah. It makes such a big difference to be in that, like a a position where you can host a playoff game, right? Yeah. Ourselves one of the worst road teams in the league. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are in luck because guess who three out of the next four opponents are for RSL? Mm. Playoff (laughs) contenders. Oh, we're playing Dallas this weekend, who currently is like, what, sixth in the table? I was just looking at it. 
Dallas is sixth in the table, um, only four points behind RSL, who is sitting at third. And then we play San Jose, who is not good. Um, But then after that, we've got LAFC followed by Seattle. Technically, Seattle, not technically, Seattle is not in the playoff picture currently, um, but they are on 26 points. LA is seventh on 27 points. So in two or three games, by the time we play them, we we could be, they're probably going to be a playoff team. Wait, can we talk about... um... So the next several games oh, are going to be I'm against like out. real opponents. Okay, cool. Uh, sorry, I was cutting out. You, you were cutting out. We're I was good. Cutting but yeah, out, but we have good. Out. We have actually good opponents coming up. Seattle's such a weird one because they've been just dropping so many points. But like, we could be the turn the team that they turn it around <laughs> with because that's it's kind of what we were for Minnesota. They went on a big streak after after beating us. I will also mention that Minnesota just beat Everton four <laughs> zero. So. That's pretty huh. funny. I have We've to got, say. It's weird that they only played Everton Louise, though. Shouldn't they have had 11 players? <laughs> they they didn't bring out a lot players. of fans. There were like a bunch of Brazilians who showed up uh, wearing Brazilian jerseys, but that was that was about it. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I try not to, I'm trying not to get too high or too low. I was very, I had a lot of fun at the game, I will say. Like, it was yeah. a very fun game. It's always fun to win. Uh, spirits were were very high after that one, and so always love that. I'm just trying to. I, I was bummed about the tacos though. That was. I had a, I had a feeling though that it being a Sunday game, kind of weird. I just kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah I just hope they weren't there on Saturday expecting a game. Yeah, for sure. That would be sad. Yeah, so you know, uh, this weekend Dallas. Uh, they're they're good i guess (laughs) yeah uh yeah they are um they're not like really really good but they're pretty good they're a playoff team yeah oh i I should also mention that justin glad returned to the lineup this last weekend uh against kansas city which appears to be extremely important for us because we didn't give up any good chances this game like were there any good chances that kansas city had i I can't even feel like And it, this no is major probably chances. unfair, but I feel like if they had better players, they would have been really good chances. I mean, look, like Johnny <laughs> Russell seems to punish us most of the time he plays us, but like that didn't happen, and he was there. Yeah, they had, and we held them to six shots, one shot on target, 0.33 xg. Yeah, zero big chances. So, we had, we, yeah. were, we smoked him in the xg because we we rarely do that. Nineteen shots, five of uh, big chances. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we beat them pretty handily. They <laughs> look really bad. They also, I like they. I mean, they do have a lot of injuries, but I mean, you know, uh, Shallowy and uh, what's his face, Johnny Russell played this game. Um, they're dangerous attackers for for this team, and we neutralized them very well. Um, but yeah, I think I was going back through. Uh, Sovereigno's game, like Sovereigno's the highest rated player for that. He, he got an 8.7 through Fob Mob, which is pretty good. That's uh pretty dang good. Say? He had a lot of he had a few shots on target, which were great. Oh. Who scored disagrees? What did they give him? Who scored has him as 8.4, and the highest okay. rated player was Paulo Ruiz at 8.5. They have 8.5 for Paulo on here as well. I thought he had a great game. Um yeah, he was really good. He was great defensively. Loffelsund had a had a good game too. Uh, also, for some reason, this whole time I didn't know that Loffelsund was German. I thought he was 
from like a Scandinavian country. <laughs> so well, yeah, he looks like it. it. Like you can't. His name is Lawfulsund, and I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got those cheekbones though. He looks extremely Scandinavian and not German. I um, think. I mean, there might be some reasons for that being a similar thing, right? Maybe. And anyway, uh, I was just like, never, never I, I, I was like sure he was like Norwegian or something. <laughs> and then I, I, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I was like okay. reading about, is that weird, Trevor, that I think he, I'm surprised he's German? Guess, well, okay. It surprises me because I looked him up and when we drafted him, like his Wikipedia shows that he played in like, I'm going to call it the minor leagues in German, like the regional leagues <laughs> the minor, yeah, um, the in Germany, like before he came over to the U S like I've made the joke a couple times, like he's played for like five teams already. So it's a little silly for us to have like drafted him and he's a rookie, but yeah, like I, I knew he was from Germany, like from the jump. All right. Well, so it's a little we, silly, but we pretty cool then that's huh? because like, I like I, that. I knew that. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, funny guy. I think I don't know. <laughs> just the, I still can't believe. I mean, he's listed as a right back for us, and he's just yeah, like, yeah, not. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys know about FIFA, but sometimes like sometimes fullbacks can make really good central midfielders because of their their balanced skill set. They're usually pacier. They've got like a bit more physicality higher defensive stats but then they also generally have higher passing and sometimes even shooting so like sometimes <laughs> you know in game you just move trent alexander arnold you're right back to central midfielder and you play three back instead you know kind of we're just we're working with chemistry here is this shooting better because like there's less of it so when it's successful it's like weighted heavier uh no like every player in <laughs> fifa ultimate team especially has like their own like everyone has like very well-defined stats for like all the different categories. So it's like pace, passing, physical, defensive, uh, dribbling, shooting. So that's six. So all players have six. And then depending on like how the player is in real life, they generally judge them by that. But like fullbacks are just generally in more goal scoring opportunities than center backs, for instance. Although if you get like Ronald Kuhlman, for instance, he's very high shooting because he was a mass. He was a highly scoring center back, which is so funny to me like ronald you know you guys know i'm talking about ronald uh, barcelona yeah um who's i think he does tv stuff now but like he's a center back and barcelona he scored 67 goals for them in 192 games i was like that's absurd yeah that's how really is good. that how's that a thing anyway justin glad numbers we're putting up justin glad numbers in barcelona so uh yeah glad <laughs> jasper loffelsund is german and plays for RSL. Yeah, I thought he had a, a pretty good game. Thought he had... the first German player to ever play for RSL? Ooh. That's a great question. This is a, this is a Trey question. In fact, yeah. I'm going to ask him. Have we had a German that I can think of? I don't think so. German, German, German. This is great podcasting because people just, if somebody We're knows. We're just Googling and typing and texting. We had a player named German. <laughs> that, that's pretty good oh there's also that guy uh that we tried to get twice uh wasn't the name german cano oh yeah oh, yeah from uh that mexican club i can't remember what club he's at yeah tigres was he at tigres uh, i don't so. remember one of those teams i don't know have we had a german player i really want to know um hmm yeah i don't 
let's say oh wait hold, hold on transfer germany. market has this info does it really germany oh german canal was at pachuca and leon and Medellin. okay one player from germany with Jasper 19 Jasper. appearances and that'll be jasper leffelsund wow nice. that's that's cool I go like team that. for him we just found a nice trivia thing yeah take take that alex and ethan yeah if you've it's even better what's up this is even better than quizzing each other we just we all quiz ourselves and then we someone googles it and we all learn something we have uh 11 players from argentina combined 696 appearances i love that that's pretty good all right so name the who's the who's the fourth player on that list okay so javi is the first a spindle wait a spindle is argent is he from a spindle is argentine is hot okay so javi espindola and then Ooh. it kind of drops off i'm sure oh, quite a bit <laughs> okay so, so javi, how many espindola. does it give us appearances how many appearances yeah. does a third and okay. fourth place person have uh third place has 47 appearances Ooh. third place has 47 appearances not gold is this a player that's going to make me laugh okay so probably one of the Ruiz best is one of these, right? players of all time nelson Wait. gonzalez no. Wait, is Paulo, is Paulo Ruiz third? No, he only has three goals. Oh, I thought we were talking about appearances. Oh, if we're talking appearances, then he is third. Okay. Are we oh, talking about goals or yeah, appearances? Sorry, how many goals or how many appearances does a third place person the have? Third place in goals has 47 appearances. But Paulo oh, okay. Ruiz, third place in appearances, has 85. Yeah, appearances. And somebody goal. with 85 appearances? No, that's Pablo Ruiz. <laughs> oh, okay. okay fourth. I, I'm getting confused. Four, fourth. Four. Who's fourth in appearances behind Pablo Ruiz in from our for Argent, Argentinian players? Should I just tell you? No. Uh, How about is, a hint? I can give you a hint. Hold on. It, to be clear, is Nelson Gonzalez Argentine? Am I crazy? Uh, yeah, he is. Where I'm, is he on the list? Uh, he's further down. Mm. <laughs> okay. Wait, who? It's not. Okay, well, let's go by position. We haven't had any Argentine center backs or goalkeepers or it, left it or right is, backs, right? It is an attacking player. Um, well, it wasn't Burrito, was it? It was. It oh, was nice. Burrito. Nice. That's a good. That's and a good. Then after that, after that, Sebastian Jaime. I was gonna say. I was like, I think Jaime. Oh, there is, goes. Okay. Jaime came from. Uh, I think he came from Chile, but I was like, Jaime and Ruiz are the ones that always throw me. Like they came from chile and also so i think they're chilean players right yeah that's how i get to yeah uh we but have no, had I, like they're not one player from eswatini from where uh, eswatini <laughs> uh oh Are, oh formerly swaziland swaziland uh, and that's mafana futi bembe so footy i trust you yeah, uh, and then other interesting. Kind of, we'll we'll make this our last one. We have one player who is from Guam. It's Brandon oh, McDonald. No, 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 from Guam. Yeah, I just said the name. What was it? Well, you were were you gonna guess? I was talking over you, so I didn't hear it. Oh, Brandon McDonald. 
Oh, okay. That wasn't who, is, who I was going to guess. that? I don't remember who Brandon McDonald Brandon is. Brandon McDonald was a player that we signed. He made like three or four appearances. We signed him from DC United. Yep. And he oh, yep. I remember. was on like a lot of money and never made an appearance. I think he was only here for like one year. Not never made an appearance. I think he oh, played he's, like he's, three, three well, games. He's, he's one of those American guys who plays for Guam, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he went to Norway or Sweden and played like a year or two there and That's then stopped playing but he is the older the brother of what's her face something mcdonald that's Jessica on the national McDonald. team oh yes. yeah guys it took me way too long to realize that trinity rodman was dennis rodman's daughter like yeah, I, isn't that I, realized, right? I realized that like a month ago <laughs> we do have one know. player from botswana dipsy salawane hmm, okay and let's go one more uh Let's see. We've had two players from. Ooh, let's do. Sorry. Pick a good one. Um. Hmm. Armenia. <laughs> Armenia two from oh, Armenia. Sh- Wait, hold on. We've got two from Armenia. Two from Armenia. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm gonna make you guess this one, Kyle, because I you, know him. You know one of them. Yeah. The greatest striker who ever lived. Yeah, and he never he only needed one chance. Who's the other one? I remember his first name, but I can't remember his last name. I mean, so like we signed him in 2011. Uh he is like Arshin or what's his name? Um Artur is his first name. Artur. Oh, that's what I can remember his first name. It's like I know it's like Arsh something. Um Artur Agassian. That's what it is. Ah. Made four appearances with RSL remarkably. I can feel my mouth making. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he's now... genuinely one of the worst players I've ever seen. Like actually play for RSL. <laughs> yeah, he was not great. Uh, he now coaches SC Brave Lions, an NPSL club. Oh, nice! That's yeah. awesome. Good for him. Uh, and he was on the Cal FC team that did really well. That was coached by. Eric Winalda. Eric Winalda, my really? least favorite person. And went to like the quarterfinals of the US Open Cup or something like that. Yeah. Oh my. So there you go. There's your uh, pod trivia. That's hilarious. In the middle of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this can't be the middle of the episode. Yeah, we've got another hour and a half here, Trevor. <laughs> You're killing oh. me. Where's the doc? Uh, all right. Next it's up, we, we did. We, oh, good. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, so we did talk about Cordova. Uh, and how he improved considerably. Matt, um, yeah. Can you by scoring read the line that we put in the doc? Which one? Once you see it, you'll see it. Is it the one I wrote? I hope you wrote it. I wrote Snordava, Snordava, Dexcordava, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I think it was Alex that said Snordava after that first half. And then I think it was Trey that said Scordava. So I think yeah, so. I know but I've heard Scordava before when he scored his third Alex goal. Said, yeah. Somebody came up with that. Alex Alex has, I think, also been saying that. He also has one for Jasper, but I can't remember it. So it's Luffle, like a Luffle godsend. Luffle godsend. I, I'm going to right now coin uh, Justin Golad. <laughs> so there you go. That's mine. That's uh, good. Copyright, trademark, registered trademark. Um, you have to pay him to use it. Yeah prescriptive licensing here yeah there we go all right so we've got uh, fc dallas coming up we talked about we that a little them. bit we better should do we them, beat them it's well, on the road, playing at right? home so oh, that's we should win at home uh so let's see how their 
road form is. I've got it up right here. As soon as it loads, my caching is you do not, not as have long it there. as I thought. Uh oh. The road form lately is not ideal. Yeah, not great. Nope. Um, actually, it's not that bad. Yeah, FC Dallas. a couple road wins. Yeah, a couple of road wins, but... A couple losses, a lot of draws. Ten games ago, so take that as you will. So there you Their go. Their form lately wheel. has been awful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they were a very good team, but they've dropped off. And they have one win in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. And four losses. <laughs> I just... <laughs> so bad you guys have to see what connor gallagher just did in this game (laughs) for chelsea oh i just sent it sorry this is hilarious that we're just doing this on air but well more um, things change this is so good yeah dallas has um you while you guys are looking at it i'm going to talk for a second and then i'll look at it while you guys talk dallas uh in their last let's go one two Three, four, five, six, seven games. They have one, two, three, four ties. Yeah. And two losses, three losses. Three losses in their last seven. In their last and seven? Win and then two losses before that. Yeah. And three of those games were on the road, and two of those they tied. So yeah, That's they're crazy. they're really bad run of form, but they are still scoring goals. There's only uh one game in their last seven where they did not score. Two games in the last seven? No. Two games in their last seven where they did not score. Okay. Um, they score goals, but they give up goals. That sounds... They have Paul Ariola, right. who will probably be there and is having a, I'm going to call it a career year. Yeah, he yeah. is. And then they're having... Funny move, right? Jesus yeah, he's, he's playing himself in a world. Yeah. yeah, he's having who, a weird year. Uh, yeah, he's having an up and down year, but he's still like, a dangerous Golden player level scoring sure. yeah i think yeah um so charlotte ended up beating chelsea in penalties <laughs> one oh. one they won five three in pens yeah so you sent that video and it's the charlotte goalkeeper just so so the penalty's really bad Connor uh, gallagher like acted like he was gonna take a uh panenka and then just like didn't and he didn't even he didn't even come close to fooling the keeper oh, he just no it's like probably the it, that might be the worst penalty i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it's really bad but then look the keeper like is on his knees having saved the ball just stays there uh and just stares at the player and it's just really beautiful that like that's really three second stare wait was that the game losing penalty too no Oh, they, I mean, it ended up being decisive, but it wasn't the one that they lost. On. Yeah, it wasn't the final kick of the game. Yeah, that's what that's I'm hilarious. That's unbelievable. I love it. Man, for Charlotte. Is trash, dude. <laughs> that's beautiful. Like that ball got <laughs> nine inches off the ground. Yeah. His little uh, chip shot. Oh, that's uh, so bad. That's awesome. That's so cool. Anyway, well, go to the game on Saturday. Uh, if you've got season tickets and you aren't going to show up, you should get somebody to take your tickets who will show up. We didn't even talk about tickets. We didn't, no, we talk, didn't talk about, about tickets. Well, we wasn't on the dock, so I guess we can't. We didn't talk about sellout gate. Oh, Should we talk about sellout gate really quick? No, I'm yeah. so tired of this conversation. Yep. it's. I I have feelings about it, but I'm. that's fine. I'm allowed to yeah. have feelings about it. 
it's wildly impressive and we should point out that it's the first time in team history rsl history that we've had 10 sellouts in a season and it's the first time we've ever sold out the first 10 games Are you and that should be celebrated and that's awesome that is good yeah we're, sure. we're selling tickets sometimes people aren't showing up but it's not nearly as many people yeah. as you think that are not showing up except for sunday but they've never shown up on sunday so don't be surprised I've been to a that's not true. Like pretty packed games on a Sunday. We have uh, good games important. on Sundays, but the caveat is that it's Sundays or it's like the last game of the season. Like we or have this out. year. Yeah. We have we have the final home game of the regular season is on a Sunday and it's against Portland. So that very easily could be like playoff deciding game or will be like a playoff seed deciding more yeah. likely. So, yeah. There will probably be a lot of people at that game, but the team tries very hard to not do middle of the season Sunday games for exactly the reason that we saw last week, because people just don't show up like 40% of people that have tickets don't come to the games. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on that being kind of a weird red flag, but uh, <laughs> we can save that for Twitter. I guess, or not yeah. talk about it at all. We'll ignore it forever. Anyway, gents, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it and a privilege. Always is. And uh, I, I'm going to take my microphone with me on vacation. So cool. I am we can planning next week. on uh, being with you guys. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right. Well. Bye, everyone. Good night. Goodbye. Do 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 do. 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 Do.